WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. And good morning to you and welcome to the Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show here on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. Tuning in on AM, FM, and of course, WNRI.com. You can stream from anywhere in the planet. From Sao Paulo, Brazil, or Antarctica, and anywhere in between, you can get WNRI. I can't believe another week has gone by. It's, it's hard to believe. Memorial Day weekend. You know, I said to my wife, it's going to be Thanksgiving before you know it. That's the one that she hates the most. But it's true. As the old saying goes, the older you get, the faster it goes. Well, here we are on Friday before Memorial Day weekend. And we're going to have an hour of local radio here for you, of course. And I've got some topics I want to throw out at you and uh, get your reaction but we always want to start the show on a Friday morning, on the Friday edition, to uh, inform you and inform you about the topic of real estate. And in doing so, we have Bob Martin, the broker owner of the Crossroads Real Estate Group, with us each week for the real estate question of the week. This week is absolutely no different. And we're going to go to our live line and say, good morning, Bob Martin. And how are you on this beautiful May morning? Well, good morning, John, and I'm just peachy. That's excellent. Have a nice weekend coming up. Yes. Absolutely. we got some great weather, and uh, will there be some, some golf in the future for Bob Martin over the weekend? Yeah, I think I only managed to fit in a couple of rounds between now and next Tuesday, yes. Yeah, I had a, I, I had a feeling. So, uh, well, this week is no different, Bob. We do have a question ready to go for you, and if you're ready, I'm going to fire it off right now. Sure. Okay. Dear Bob... We have found a property that we want to make an offer on. However, it has a sump pump in the basement. How much should this concern me? Uh, well, I think it's something to look into. Many homes have sump pumps. Um, sometimes they put in more of a precautionary. Um, so what I would do when it, it, uh, it just raises a flag to say, be extra diligent. Um, it, the, so many, most sump pumps work well. It all depends on, let's say, the volume of water. So if, if you have a sump pump that in the spring, if it's a heavy rain and whatnot, it occasionally comes on, it, it does the job. Um, but on the other hand, if, if this person is looking at it now and we're in a relatively dry spell and that, that pump is pumping away, I, I would then be um, very careful and investigate further. Would it necessarily say I, sh I shouldn't buy the house? No. But I think he'd, he'd have to look further into the water situation. When I see a pump pump, some pump, uh, one, I want to see if it's working. If it's not, uh, that's a good sign at this point. And uh, if you lift the cover uh, and you look down into it, you usually can see the level of the water table. Well, if, you know, if it's down three feet, that means it probably runs occasionally in the spring or something when the water table is high. If it's right up to the slab already at this time of year, which, you know, traditionally spring is, is more the wet season, but you know, I, I would be careful. The other, the other side of it is if you lose your electricity, you also lose your pump. So what, what I would definitely say is to have someone come in and do a, a you know, part of the home inspection. Uh, but the other thing that I would look at just look around the basement. If the washering dryer is on a platform or on a pallet, there's literally nothing on the concrete floor. Uh, or there's some water stains on um, uh, some cardboard boxes that are on the floor. That isn't a good indication that there was a time or is a time during the year that, the, that you'll have water in the basement. So I would, I would scrutinize the seller's disclosure. Uh, maybe question or have, you know, the... Whoever the agent is, question the agent to ask the seller, how often does this pump come on? Is it running? You know, and if you say, oh, well, you know, come the springtime, it runs 
24-7, I, I'd be concerned. And it all depends on what you want to do with the basement. Do you want to finish the basement? Um, does it just puddle a little, little bit? So, I mean, it's not the ideal, but do we have many people that after investigating, they see it, it, it just helps and it, it does the job and it comes on occasionally or only at a certain time of year, but it does the job well. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't deter myself from buying the home at that point, but I think that once you see a sump pump, you, you need to be a little bit more diligent and investigate further as to um, how often it runs, uh, what's the volume of the water. Uh, you know, there's a couple of styles of water. I mean, you can have water come out of the downspouts, and a good home inspector or someone will say, make sure that, you know, the water is, is going away from the home. You know, a lot of times, if it's surface water, that, that could cure the problem. But if it's what we call hydrostatic, which is actually the water table rising, you know, you're not going to stop Mother Nature from causing that water table to rise without some significant work, uh, whether you put perimeter drains and whatnot. So so it's just, uh, yeah, it would, it would raise a little bit red flag for me and say, you know, I need to do further investigation as opposed to you go into a basement, it's dry as a bone, uh, and, and all in the, there's no effervescence around the wall, and it, it's very obvious that, that they don't have a humidifier going on or dehumidifier. Uh, so, yeah, uh, be a little careful. Um, but when you do your due diligence, if you find that it's a, that some pump is reasonable, does the work, um, and otherwise that the home works, I, I, I would not deter it from buying. I would not be deterred from buying the home. Bob, I agree because in my home, I have a, uh, you know, I've got the, the old water. It's an older home. I've got a water pit and in it. There's a sump pump in there, and it's just a matter of, uh, I think it's there in case we have a basement flood. So, it, it you know, sometimes they're there just for precautionary measures. Yes, in fact, there's some new construction that goes on more and more. We're finding that the hole is already there. They may not put the sump pump in, but the let's say the... The, the cavity is already put in. Well, it's a precautionary type thing, and uh, that way, if it's necessary in the future, it's not as big a deal. So, now just be just be cautious that the sump pump is doing the job, and that uh, it's it's not overwhelmed at certain times of the year. All right. Well, Bob, if someone has uh, any more questions about sump pumps or anything real estate related, and they want to get in touch with you, why don't you tell us how they can do so? Seven six six seven five four five, which is the office, or feel free to call my phone 401-474-3556 and even if it's after hours uh, all three of the offices are call forwarded to my cell phone so I virtually pick up uh, any any time that someone calls all right well Bob you have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend and I can't believe it's Memorial Day and I can't believe I'm saying that but I hope uh, you enjoy it and good luck on the links because I know you're one heck of a golfer Oh, thank you. Have a good weekend. Yeah, thanks, Bob. And we'll be back next week with the Real Estate Question Week. Thanks again. God bless. Okay, bye-bye. Bob Martin, broker owner of the Crossroads Real Estate Group. And as I said, Bob is an avid golfer. And what I want to do is tell you about some golf before we go to our first break. That's right. I want to give you an opportunity to play some golf, and that is... At the Woonsocket Rotary Golf Tournament. That's right, Woonsocket Rotary, serving Boroughville, North Smithfield, and Woonsocket. The Woonsocket Rotary Golf Tournament is going to be at the Crystal Lake Golf Club. That's right there at Bron on Bronco Highway in Mapleville, 100 Bronco Highway. Uh, I'm sure you've passed it many times if uh, you've never played there. Crystal Lake Golf Club. And that is June 24th and a 1.30 p.m. shotgun start. That's right, 1.30 p.m. at Crystal Lake. Uh, the Woonsocket Rotary Golf Tournament, and that's 18 holes with a lunch. We'll have entertainment. We'll have raffles. It's $135 a player, $40 if you just want to come in to, uh, to accompany someone and have the dinner only. Of course, you can, if you've got a local business, you want to sponsor a tea. We're always uh, looking for sponsors for teas, and you can do so. That's $125 for a tea sponsorship. But it's $135 a player, and that's on June 24th at 1.30. <clears throat> Excuse me. And one thing that we're going to have this year that we had last year is really cool. It's called the Leaderboard Air Cannon Hole-in-One Challenge. And what this is is that one of the holes, um, 
you get there and, and, and you pay, I think it's five bucks, and you get a chance to shoot a golf ball out of the air cannon at the green. And you have the opportunity to, if you can get it in the hole, you can really win some awesome prizes. I'm not saying like, you know, a teddy bear or a cupid doll. I'm talking about like big deal prizes. Um, so we hope to see you support your local Rotary Club, Winsocket Rotary. And uh, it's going to be a beautiful weekend in June. And that's June 24th at 1.30 p.m. And uh, we hope you'll join us for the Winsocket Rotary Golf Tournament. Tell your friends, tell your family, and uh, we will see you there. And right after these messages, we're going to get back. And I want to talk to you about your choices for purchasing and your purchasing power and how you're spending your money and where you're spending your money. And I think you know where I'm going with this. We're going to talk, we're going to talk about boycotts. And I want to get your opinion on boycotts and whether or not they're worth it and whether or not they work. I think they do. I think they've been working, and I think they will continue to work. We're going to talk about that when we come back on the Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show here on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM WNRI. At Community Care Alliance, our 500 employees are passionate about strengthening lives. Right now, we have job openings that give you the opportunity to build a stronger community with us. We hire every level in multiple disciplines. We offer competitive salaries, a comprehensive benefit package, including generous vacation, sick time, holidays, and competitive medical and dental coverage. Find out more at www.communitycareri.com or by calling 401-235-7458. Your life experience could contribute to the riches and qualities of care that we provide. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expansive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out a taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin Steak, Filet Mignon, or a Bourbon Street Steak Tip Dinner, all char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. And I want to remind you that Grumpy's is open at noon for lunch today. So head on in to Grumpy's and enjoy a great lunch today. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we are back with the panel, and the panel, of course, is me, your host, John Brand, here on the Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show. And you, and you can be part of the show by calling me at 766-1380-769-0600. 1-800-949-9674 for you people that still have the rotary phones attached to your wall and you still have toll calls. And of course, upfront at WNRI.com. You can even email the station at upfront at WNRI.com. So I'll tell you how it started for me. It started for me when Bud Light came out. And I'm not that much of a Bud Light drinker, to be honest with you. I'm more of a Michelob Ultra guy. But they're made by the same company, Anheuser-Busch. And I have something interesting to tell you about that. But Bud Light, which has always been kind of like, you know, I guess a guy-oriented, you know, a a, a blue-collar kind of oriented beer. It came out with an ad campaign. 
And I mean, we're going back. Go back. Go back. We had, you had Spuds McKenzie. Remember that? And you had like, you know, you always thought of Bud Light by, you know, Bud Light girls and bathing suits and playing beach volleyball. Things like that, right? Well, Bud Light decided to come out because they got this egghead marketing director. And the marketing director had the bright idea, we're going to get away from Bud Light as a frat boy image brand. And what we're going to do is we're going to have this, uh, this individual, Dylan Mulvaney, be the brand endorser. And I don't know if you know who Dylan Mulvaney is. Dylan Mulvaney is a trans woman. And, and, if, and what that means is it's a male that identifies as a female, dresses as a female, pretends to be a female. And so there was uh, an ad of Dylan Mulvaney in a bubble bath drinking Bud Light. There was an ad of Dylan Mulvaney dressed up uh, like, uh, oh boy, it escapes me now, of course, Breakfast at Tiffany's. And the actress in Breakfast of Tiffany's, and I'm sure someone will tell me who it was, and, I, and, and the, the fact that I, you know, age bring, brain, brings uh, brain cramps. Um, but, and there was, and then they put Dylan Mulvaney on a can, and it was just ridiculous. Anyway, it all started, and it really got viral when the artist Kid Rock did a video in which he machine gunned, <coughs> excuse me, machine gunned many cans of. Bud Light on his property took cases and, and blew them up and he said you know blank Bud Light and blank Anheuser-Busch and the, and the boycott was on okay the boycott was on to show that, that, that woke corporations like don't go woke just sell your product this has resulted, and then there was a, a, a boycott that began, and this resulted in a 25% share loss for Anheuser-Busch. So I, since Anheuser-Busch owns Bud Light and I drink Michelob Ultra, I decided to get off Michelob Ultra. And I thought I'd be cute and I'd go to like uh, another brand, Corona Premier, which is kind of the same thing. Well, wouldn't you know, Corona is owned by InBev, which is the Bel the Belgian a company that bought Anheuser-Busch. So in case you don't know this, Anheuser-Busch is no longer an American company. It's a Belgian company. It's hard to believe, I know. But the route was on. So then I decided I'm not buying anything that's owned by InBev. And I came to find out if you drink Stella Artois, that's an InBev. That, so that's, that, that's under the Anheuser-Busch umbrella. Corona, all these things. So I'm off of all that. I went to Modelo. They have no association whatsoever with that company. They've lost my business for I don't know how long. They've lost 25% of their business. They can't even give Bud Light away. It's cratered. And the boycott is working. Well, the new boycott, and another one, is this week at Target. And it just so happened over the past week. And why Target? Because Target decided to have this Pride merchandise. Now, we know that Pride Month is coming, and you know that you're about to become inundated, like, over the top by Pride Month. Like, it's not going to stop. Everywhere you turn will be Pride Month. Okay. Keep the kids out of it. All right? Well, Target's Pride merchandise heavily, heavily focuses on gender and sex identity and is marketed for young children and preteens. Now, what is some of the stuff that they're doing? They're putting out, now this is for little kids, tuck-friendly swimsuits. Do you know what that means? That means you can put girl swimsuits on boys and you can tuck they're private parts, so they're hidden. They're tuck-friendly. Shirts that include binders for young girls so that it hides their, their, it hides their chests. 
all of this stuff for young children. But just like Budweiser, Target is learning quickly that parents and normal adults will not sit back and allow their kids to be manipulated. Conservative and clear-thinking people are finally waking up. Target has lost $9 million. I'm sorry, $9 billion in the last week alone. $9 billion. And by the way, that actress is Audrey Hepburn. So they had a man dress up as Aubrey Hepburn. A classic Hollywood figure selling Bud Light. So Bud Light, Target have cratered. And my question to you is, are you willing to boycott a product over something that you believe strongly in? And do you think that they work? Give me a call at 766-1380-769-0600. Let's go to the phones. Good morning and welcome to WNRI. Good morning, John. I'm deeply qualified to answer that I am still boycotting Citizen Bank for two reasons. When my girlfriend's mother died and I brought her to a branch manager to separate out the account, the branch manager quietly um, informed me that since my girlfriend had Alzheimer's and her mother wasn't around anymore, that I should put her in a nursing home. So these banks and these other institutions not only think you shouldn't have firearms, they don't think you should be burning oil, they even intend how to live your life and who should be put away and who shouldn't. I have boycotted them ever since, and they stopped us from using my power of attorney also. You know, and I've had that happen at several banks, and I'm boycotting all of them. And I'm slowly but surely closing my accounts with any bank that does anything like that. And I've been forced to look for banks that are not woke. Do you think boycotts work? I mean, so obviously you, so, so you are, you know, you, you have a, a personal uh, reason to be doing this. And, but do you think it moves the needle at all? Do you think boycotts move the needle? If you get enough people to hurt them, yes. But you, that's why I'm saying on the radio, everybody out there, boycott citizens, boycott Santander. They don't allow you to use your power of attorneys. If you don't boycott with me, it won't work. You know, I've wondered where the yelling man is, and he's back. Uh, he, you know, he, 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 you've been very calm for a while, so it's nice, to, it's nice to see a return to form. When I get a chance, I need to talk to you about an incident I had with the environmental police, too. Okay, well, we'll talk about that offline, and I thank you for the call. Have a good day. How about Saturday? Uh, well, it is a holiday weekend. Give me a call probably at the beginning of next week, okay? My business line is 597 Five five six five. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Have a good day. Good morning, and welcome to WNRI. Uh, good morning, and uh, I'm. First of all, let me thank you for informing me of something that I didn't already know, and that was all the companies that are now uh, owned by a Belgian. By the way, that my heritage is Belgian, but that doesn't. I'm an American first. So all of those beer companies are owned by that Belgian company, and repeat it, please. It's called InBev. So InBev, it's I-N-B-E-V. InBev, yeah, is, InBev. A, InBev is a Belgian, like, it's, it's a massive uh, beverage conglomerate. And if you look at the umbrella that it owns, it came in and bought, it came to America and bought Anheuser-Busch for billions and billions of dollars. And so why wouldn't an American company sell out for that kind of offer? They did. And so now, if you, you know, so it really comes down to, like I said, I, you have to be, you know, you have to peel back the onion because I thought I was being cute by saying, oh, well, I won't buy Michelob Ultra. I'll buy, you know, uh, uh, Corona Premier. It's the same company. And, and, and so you think you, you think you're trying to cause pain, but you're not. And so that's you got to you got to be smart about, you know, how, how you you choose to boycott because everybody owns everyone at this point. It's amazing. It's just a mega beer co. Well, here's here's the point. Um You've spread a little bit of information, and people like us, that's about all we can do. And I'll tell you, um, I will look into uh, citizens and 
uh, consider what the gentleman said because any any man who's willing to stand by his partner, um, woman, uh, you know, whatever she is, girlfriend, and um, not put her away is uh, he's good in my book. So anyway, that's one thing, and I appreciate your telling the audience that. The other thing that I wanted to just bring up, um, and, and of course, Target. And one of the things that I saw on EWTN was the gentleman who was talking to Father Paqua about this drag queen nun. They dress as nuns. They are. Uh, uh, they do terrible things in front of a man representing Jesus on the cross. This is. This is two things. Number one, it's evil, John. It's evil to make fun of anyone's religion. Uh, that's number one. And so I understand why Muslims were upset in France a few years ago. Not that they should uh, perform violence. Uh, about it. But that's number one. Number two is to be doing that kind of thing. I think these people really do have mental health issues. That is not normal in any stretch of the imagination except in Biden world where they are trying to make the Cole Porter song Anything Goes reality. And wrong is not right. And black is not white. So uh, this is what we're fighting against. And this is not an easy fight. So any bit of information is helpful. I want to simply say this. There has been a lot of talk about the 14th Amendment regarding the debt ceiling. And I have read the 14th Amendment, particularly sections 3 and 4, quite closely and have discussed it with a couple of people whose judgment I value. Um, and I believe that that particular amendment was meant strictly uh, debts relative to the Civil War. Just my opinion, but you know the Democrats will float anything to deceive, to deflect, um, so that they can keep power. But anyway, again, thank you for putting information out there that uh, that isn't well known. And uh, the L.A. Dodgers, as the gentleman on EWTN said, we're going to just boycott that one night that they're playing a home game uh, and see where that goes. And I wish them all kinds of luck because this evil has to stop. So thank you, John. Well, I, I, I thank you. And I just, if, if people don't know what you're talking about, I want, I, I, I want people to understand. The L.A. Dodgers decided on their pride night to exclude a group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence is a group that mocks Jesus and that mocks the apostles, mocks the crucifixion. And what they do is they have, uh, they have these, these drag, uh, guys dressed up as nuns with this crazy makeup. And, um, they have a, a fake Jesus and they have, uh, uh, the, these nuns, uh, twerking on Jesus on the, on the crucifix. And it just, you just can't imagine. It is so blasphemous and it is so, distasteful and look it's a free society i believe in the first amendment but the thing is you don't have to expose children to this and you don't have to outwardly outwardly just uh uh insult people and i don't understand how the la dodgers think that this is inclusive when they have a very highly hispanic market that is very faithful and i guess my only question is they're going to do this but would they do this if the group uh, did that kind of taunting to the Muslims? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It, 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 they'll do it because they mock Christianity. And Christianity is one of the last places of acceptable hate and racism in our society. And that's done by the mainstream media and everywhere else. Christian hate is real. 
and 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 Christian race and, and and you know racism against Christianity and Christians is real, and it's accepted and it's okay. You're right, and, and when you think of it, um, I had a discussion with somebody yesterday about you know Christians were supposed to turn the other cheek, and I said, I don't, I don't believe that axiom to the extent that it's preached by some in the church. I don't think Jesus was a wimp. Um, and he did say that <clears throat> there were times when uh, he said, you know, why can't you stay awake while I'm praying? Uh, if you go to a town and they uh, are disrespectful, shake the dust off your sandals and get out of that town. So it, there, there is an issue about that. But this, this um, deceit, and, and also now, I saw the Pope this morning, I'll leave you with this, John. I saw the Pope this morning talking about abortion and, um, uh, uh, and, and the illegal immigration. Well, here's my real, uh, I have a problem with the, the position of the church. They, they have encouraged illegal immigration, illegal invasion of this country, instead of pouring money into the countries where there is uh, poverty and where there is need. But they've encouraged law-breaking for our community. And I, I really ha I have a deep resentment about that because you can't say you can break one rule and not another. No, I agree. So Listen, I, you can turn yeah. the other cheek, as they say, turn the other cheek. But it was Jesus who also flipped over the uh, the the money changers' tables in the temple. Thank you for the call. Yeah. I appreciate it. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Good morning, and welcome to WNRI. Good morning, John. How are you? Hey, good morning. Hey, so for me, by the way, you called before five of nine. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. I wanted to get a full-throated conversation. So. <laughs> um, so to me, boycotts are a last resort. I don't like boycotts. I don't participate in them. It has, And if I do, well, I do. It has to be really bad, right? Bud Light, I would not boycott over what they did. I think it was pretty, it was nothing to me. Um, I'm currently boycotting Brown University, right? So they have BDS encoded into their students, um, uh, whatever it is there, that, you know. That is racism. That's anti-Semitism. So Brown University as an institution is racist and anti-Semitic. So something that ugly and that disgusting, I will boycott. So I boycott all things Brown University. I had to get, go to a doctor, and they said it's from Brown University, um, whatever. I was like, nope, find me another doctor. I'm not going. So for me to boycott, it's got to be really, really bad. Ben and Jerry's, again, they're another company that supports BDS. That's anti-Semitism. So I... So I you, I, I uh, boycott anything, anything Unilever, which is their parent company. So but I don't like boycotts, John. I, I just I don't like them, but I, they are a last resort, and it has to be not, it has to be really bad. But Bud Light, I think boycotts silly. Well, I, I just you know I did it because I just don't believe. First of all, uh, if you look at the person who they had on the on the cans and in the ads. Um, I think it's like, I think he's a con man and I think he's doing all this for attention. But what did, but the point was, I did it mostly because of the marketing individual who said, we're going to get away from this and we want this to be a more inclusive brand. So this is what you're going to do. And the comments went on to say, and if you don't accept this, then basically, you know, you're, you're, you're a hateful person who's intolerant. And it's like, no, wait a minute. I don't have to accept it. I don't have to buy that brand. I, there's plenty of other good beers I can buy. I don't need to buy that. I mean, I don't even consider it to be a really good beer. But, um, you know, I can. It's it's the attitude that it's almost like from from the executives that say, well, <laughs> where else are you going to go? You know, you have to. You, what are you going to do? Not buy our product? Damn straight. I'm not going to buy your product. And watch what happens. And so Bud Light right now has cratered. And Anheuser-Busch has had massive losses um what about target do you feel that you know targeting this uh and, and you know doing this selling this stuff and and making it a a big thing out front i mean when you think about it you know you talk about trans kids right it's almost like the adults not all adults obviously but there's a sect of society here that is working really hard really hard 
to be very impressed to, to 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 impress upon kids what it is that they believe. And it's almost like they're trying hard to make these kids trans kids. Don't you think that? I, I no. So I, I would support a boycott against Target because what what's happening is they're sexualizing children. So that, that that falls into the category of absolutely, yeah. You 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 should not be sexualizing children. I mean, they are basically. It's becoming like a. a, a it's almost like a magnet for pedophiles. Like go to Target, right? Let me ask you this, John. I'm going to challenge you a little bit here. So back in the 80s and 90s, when it was revealed that the Catholic Church was covering up pedophilia, did you boycott it? I did it, and this is why. I went away when I was in the late 80s and 90s. I was in college. I came away from my faith. I've come back to my faith. But here's the thing. Um, the, the Target is a commercial concern. When you think about the church as a whole, the church is a deeply personal uh, and spiritual thing. I have said all along that uh, the message is divine. The message is beautiful. The messengers can be broken. The method of spreading the message can be broken. And so I think that there are, are, are any, I'm a lawyer. There are bad actors in the legal, in the, in the legal field. Uh, there are bad actors in uh, public safety. There are bad actors in just about every field in the world. So there are going to be bad actors in the church. But when it comes to the church in the end, the message is beautiful. The messengers have at times proven to be broken. And I think that's true in any part of, of, of life. But when you have a, a commercial concern like Target actively targeting, like you said, targeting and marketing sexualizing of children, I don't have to go there. I don't I don't have to go to church, but I want to. People don't have to go to Target, and if they want to, they can. Right, but people can stop going to church if they want. That's their choice. People can start going to Target if they want, if that's their choice. But the only difference is, Target is a for-profit institution that's there to make money, and they're trying to spread a message that is, I agree with you 100 percent, the sexualizing of children, and that's that's they're not doing it in hiding; they're doing it out in the open. Yeah, no, all good points, John. Do I have time for one more question? You do. Go right ahead. Okay, so um, one boycott that I, I kind of did not agree with, but I understood it was, uh, do you remember? so again, John, and I think um, looking at Target and looking at um, companies like massive companies, Ben and Jerry's, I mean, these have billions and billions and billions of dollars. But how about local businesses, though? Remember Aldi's Donuts? They, they, I remember during the, um, <clears throat> the from the police stuff, they, <clears throat> they said they were ending the 15% discount for military and police. They got worked oh, yeah. over for that, too. Holy cow. They did. That was a situation where <clears throat> I thought to myself, I said, all right, Aldi's Donuts is a Rhode Island institution. It's a Rhode Island brand. I don't want to I don't want to hurt them financially, but I can do two things at once. I can still get Aldi's Donuts, but I can voice my concerns. I don't think just boycotting it is a good thing. You know, I think that sometimes if you're a business owner and you and you are dependent on your customers and you're a small business like Aldi's Donuts, you're dependent on those people coming up and getting their donuts. And their, so I, it's, I think people can do two things at once, John. I think you can avoid the boycott yet express your concerns when it comes to, again, local businesses, not Target's, not Ben & Jerry's. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that I understand your point. Uh, but and using Alley's as an example, I guess the kid that was running it had inherited it from it was from the family, and he was a real dope, and so he decided that you know uh, this is what he was going to do, and so I think ultimately um, you have to send a message, and what sends the biggest message is that the almighty dollar, whether it, you know people people. Um, you know they they vote with their feet right by saying i i'm not going to live in this crazy state anymore i'm going to sell my house i'm i'm moving to florida uh they'll they'll you know let a business know that they're not going there anymore a restaurant uh uh an alley's donuts target they're not going to buy bud light ultimately you can go in and say hey i'm going to buy a dozen of donuts but i don't like what you said about the police and you're going to walk out and the money that you just spent on that dozen of donuts is going to be in that register, and they don't really care because ultimately they're like they're going to think, well, you still bought a dozen of donuts, didn't you? The, your, your, the dollar is without question the most 
uh, is sends the the biggest message, unfortunately, and that's good. That's good and bad. I will give you that. That's good and bad. So, hey, hey listen. John, I hope you have a I hope you have a good Memorial Day weekend. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. We do have one caller on the line, and uh, we have one open line for you at 766-1380-7690-600. I do have an email from my friend Sandra LaFrance. Caller, you hold the line. We'll be right there. We're going to read this email, do a few messages, and we'll come right back to you. Good morning, John. I don't drink beer or any form of alcohol, but do have an opinion on this. I think this transgender movement has gone too far. Therefore, Bud Light and Target will see the wrath of the people. But the thing that really rocked my socks was the ad with the transgender advertising for the Navy. Imagine what our enemy leaders must be thinking. Have a safe holiday weekend, signed my dear friend, Sandra LaFrance. Sandra, I agree. I think that, you know, if we were to get involved right now, we are, we are so worried about equity and inclusion in the military that we would get our butts kicked. And you know what? I don't want equity and inclusion in the military I want the military to create killers, defenders, and heroes. I don't want wokeness. I want toughness. That's what I want from our military. We do have a full set of lines, and we will be right back after a couple messages here on the Friday edition of the Upfront Radio Show here on 1380 AM and 99.9 FM WNRI. Jennifer Lemmy is a REMAX agent. Jen is dedicated to helping her clients find a home of their dreams. Whether you're buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market, give Jennifer Lemmy a call. She knows the local community both as an agent and a neighbor and can help guide you through the nuances of our northern Rhode Island market. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Jen's number is 401-996-6617. Jennifer Lemmy of REMAX. Max Town and Country in Cumberland. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's. Perfect for any event. Soup and salad bar now available, and Papa Savini's famous roasted chicken and noodle soup, also available by the 32-ounce jar to take home at Savini's Pomodoro. And I do want to remind you that Savini's Pomodoro is open for lunch today at noon. So go on into Savini's Pomodoro today. American-made products. That's what we feature at Walt's Clothing. 837 Cumberland Hill Road, Woonsocket. Open Tuesday through Saturday. American-made, we're serious. Boots from Carolina, Thorogood, Red Wing, and Rocky. All made in the USA. Also, American-made sweatshirts. American-made socks. Full-grain leather belts. Boot laces and leather guards and boot guards. And we carry treads, rubber overboots. American-made. So come on in to the place where the workperson finds everything they need. Waltz Clothing, 837 Cumberland Hill Road. Find us on Facebook or if you have a question, 765-7582. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And we're back with the panel. The panel is me, your host on Friday mornings and the Friday edition, John Breen and you. And I'm going to get right back to the phones in a moment. I've got an email from Bob that says, hey, John, not only do I boycott products, I boycott services. I, I've got a new uh, pet vet and primary care physician because of their woke mask wearing policies. I won't shop at Dick's Sporting Goods or buy Ben and Jerry's ice cream because they are both anti-Second Amendment. I vote with my money. And uh, that is definitely uh, the most... Uh, that is that is without that sends the biggest impression. It's the dollars. Money talks. Money, money, money. 
One further point, I want to say this. Uh, if you ever heard of Munchausen by proxy, Munchausen by proxy is where a parent continues to injure a child and bring that child to the doctor because the parent wants the attention from the doctors. I think what we've got right now going on in this country is Transhausen by proxy. I think parents are telling children what they want their kids to project about them. So you tell a child, oh, you like to play with dolls? You could be a girl. Do you want to be a girl? Do you want to dress? And it, they want, parents want people to know how enlightened they are, how woke they are, how inclusive they are. So you know what? Let's go transhousing by proxy and tell my kid that you can Change your gender. And oh, and by the way, you know what we're going to do? We're going to give you puberty blockers. We're going to give you surgery. We're going to cut off your genitalia. We're going to cut off your healthy breasts. All because we're going to show how inclusive of a family we really are. It's all about the parents and it's sick. It really is. It, it's just amazing. Look at Brad Pitt and Angelie Jolie's daughter. Shiloh. Shiloh dressed like a boy forever. Owen said, oh, that's good. Shiloh must be gay. Shiloh, Shiloh, Shiloh's going to be a, 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 trans, a trans man. Look at Shiloh now. Shiloh's gorgeous. Shiloh dresses like a woman. Shiloh is a woman and is proud of it. It's a phase. You don't give kid drugs and surgeries for phases they go through. It's just amazing to me. Good morning and welcome to WNRI. Hey, John, um, a first-time caller to your show, and I, appre- I appreciate it. Um, my, my first short comment uh, will please the yelling man. Uh, for 15 years, I have been boycotting. I wouldn't even walk into a citizen's bank because I knew that on the board of governors, and he probably was, the chairman was a Dr. Rodriguez, who was the biggest abortionist in the state of Rhode Island. Dr. Okay. Pablo Rodriguez, the, the Rhode Island's abortionist in chief. I know exactly who he is. All right. I don't know if he's still on there, but I wouldn't even think of going into there, okay? Now, I know um, I'm going to go to the second one. It's going to please the, uh, the cat lady. Um, I was a Catholic all my life, and when the Pope uh, told... Um, Biden, that he could go ahead and have communion, and Biden being about the biggest supporter of abortions that I've ever seen, um, and the Pope saying this to him, um, I left the church and I belong to another church. Um, I, I can't believe this, Pope, and um, that's about it. I, I, I'm very um, sorry to say that about the Catholic religion, but um, I, I think people don't realize what's happening. Okay, that's it. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you calling for the first time, and I hope that you'll be a second and third and fourth time caller as well. I appreciate your points this morning, and uh, have a great Memorial Day weekend. And you too. Thank you. God bless. And your listeners. All right, bye. Bye-bye. Good morning, and welcome to WNRI. Good morning. Good morning. Did you have time to get to your Hoppers article? I did. I did have time to get to that article, and I will say that um, that is, it was, not only was it enlightening, not only was it um, inspirational in a way, not only was it, uh, it was very intellectual, and I'm not surprised that this is an article provided by the professor. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, you're talking, uh, when you get an article like that, in terms of your, uh, your callers and uh, your listeners, I would say that only 2% of or less of the callers or listeners to this program would have the aptitude and the appetite for an article like that. I agree with that. It is definitely, I would say, it is written in mind for a particular audience. And it is not, I would say, the average uh, consumer of uh, everyday mainstream media. That's for sure. Right, right. And a lot of that comes from the fact that Hoppers 
is basically directed to and oriented to uh, the graduates and students of what they call the uh, Ivy League Seven Sisters. Uh, that's the audience that Hopper's uh, caters to. Well, I want to thank you because I definitely, that article, I felt, and I'm not kidding you when I say this, I felt smarter after I read that article. So I appreciate it very much. Hey, Professor, let me ask you a question. Since we're on the topic, uh, boy, yeah. boycotts, would you do it? Do they work? Um, that's a subject I'm not really familiar with, and um, I'm sure they have an impact. So from that point of view, they they do work. Myself, I've never consciously engaged in, in that kind of behavior, but I can see where um, it, it's useful because if people are going to become that aware about a situation and a subject, that's all to the good because uh, that means their consciousness has been raised. That is a great point that is a great point that that if people are act like look at bud light bud light had lost 25 percent market share target has lost nine billion in the last week but i think the the the, the greatest uh success of all of that is that people are actually awake and i and i think that that is a a, a fantastic point i appreciate that all right um there was uh, one um <laughs> One particular point in the article that I gave you that, that uh, opened my eyes and made me laugh at the same time. It's when the author of the article cited one of the points of cynicism, uh, which um, originates uh, from uh, Marcus Aurelius, the point that is, in which he uh, gives his point of view about sex. And he, he says that sex is nothing more than, uh, and I'll give a, um, a general uh, statement. Now, I don't know if it's verbatim, but uh, the stimulation of an appendage resulting in a spurt of mucus. <laughs> that's one way of looking at it professor listen i uh i have to move on i've got to get, try to get one call on because we're just about out of time i hope to hear from you tomorrow okay thank, thank you. you good morning welcome to wnri you've got about one minute good morning john um i'm i know i'm redundant about this but this whole sex change thing uh gender reassignment it's you know it's your own personal choice quite honestly if you can afford it and you're mentally stable However, what really fries me is that the state of Rhode Island Medicaid pays for special needs people to have gender reassignments. So that's my deal. I don't understand how, uh, how does, how does, I don't understand that at all. One of my actual clients got a gender reassignment and it was paid by Medicaid. And that person was not stable enough to make that decision. And yet the taxpayers, you know. Yeah. would foot the bill for that well listen that certainly gives us uh, all something to think about I appreciate your call I hope you'll call a little earlier in the show next time I know thank That's you good. thank you God bless have a great weekend well unfortunately that's going to about do it for the uh, Friday edition of the upfront radio show it goes so fast it really does and uh that's because of you, my great callers, my emailers, uh, you know, you're engaged and I appreciate you. And certainly you're thinking, as the professor said, you are thinking. I'll be here tomorrow on the Saturday Soapbox, 830 to 1030. And I'll talk to you then. God bless. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.